Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we explore the opportunities and challenges of church planning across Europe. Well, welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast. Today we have a return guest. We were talking with Lydia today. Uh, last time we talked with her was last year at the height of the pandemic. Uh, welcome to the show, Lydia. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, Lydia, we wanted to check in with you because last time when we talked with you, you were in the midst of a transition. You weren't yet at the place where you were headed. And so why don't you tell us just a little bit of your background, your calling, and where you went over the last year. Yeah, so um, when I was 16, I took a sign language class and I fell in love with the language and the culture. Um, And I realized that there was these people that not that many people knew that much about. And I wanted to learn everything I could about them. Um, So I just started getting involved in their community. And um, I really believe that the Lord um, had called me to work with these people. Um, and, and so later on, um, a couple years later, I just started traveling overseas, working with the deaf. Um, there was some different organizations that were going over working with the deaf. So I just joined in on those teams, um, and learned several different sign languages, just bits and pieces. Um, but sign language is actually not universal. There's Um, like about 350 to 400 sign languages worldwide and there's about 70 million deaf so there's there's quite a lot of deaf and um, they they're all all the sign languages are different Um, but I just had um, a huge heart for for them and for um, the word of God to be for access to be given to the deaf in their in their sign language Um, the in America, they now have finished the um, the Bible in a, in American Sign Language, but that, as far as I know, is the first one to have completed a Bible for the deaf, um, which is really huge and exciting, but there's still so many deaf who don't have access to the gospel. Um, so that is just something that I really felt the Lord working in my heart, and I discovered Pioneers. Um, and I actually served overseas in Asia for about 14 months, um, and I, I loved it there. I loved the people and, um, and the place, and if you listen to my last podcast, uh, I was very swiftly left that place, um, and, but knew that the Lord still wanted me to be working with the deaf, and so um, that brought me here to Croatia to work with the deaf here. Yes. And I remember last time you talking about just really opening our eyes uh, as to this kind of massive unreached people group that is the deaf around the world. And so thank you for your heart in that. It, it takes not only just a heart to reach people for Christ, but then it takes some, some particular skills and heart to go into some of these sub-communities like you're doing. So that's amazing. Well, you you were getting ready to move in the middle of the pandemic, which given governments and uh, different regulations and restrictions, that's difficult. So tell us how and when did that happen for you? Yeah, that was quite the process. I just fundraising in the middle of that was 
it was definitely challenging trying to meet up with people and talk with people and um, just kind of a crazy time for everyone. Um, and I had finally gotten the money I needed to move. And I contacted my team leaders and they were like, oh, that's so great, but we have COVID. So just hold off for a little bit. Um, and I was like, okay, that's, that's fine. There was nothing I could do about it. Um, and, and they were, you know, recovering. So about a month later, they finally gave me the green light and I booked my ticket and just was working really quickly at finishing up my time in the States. And I had a feeling that it was coming to a close soon. So I tried to do that a little bit ahead of time, but still it's hard to it's hard to wrap that up and then get into a different frame of mind for moving overseas. Um, so as I was traveling over here, um, I, the night before I got a text from my team leader and he said, Hey, you need to go and get another COVID test. Um, and he texted me late. It was 6 PM in the U S so I knew it was late in Europe and I knew that wasn't a great sign. So I was scrambling to try to get another COVID test. Everything was closing. And so I started calling all of my friends who were nurses. And um, the Lord was so kind, so incredibly kind. Um, And one of my friends called and pulled some strings and was able to get me a very last minute COVID test, um, which I got an hour before I left my flight in Chicago, which is the one I needed it on. So the Lord just really went before me and and cleared the way. Um, So I landed in Croatia and um, I didn't know this, but on my way over, they had closed down the borders. And so my team leader's texting me and he's like, hey, did you get through all right? And I was like, well, I'm not through yet, but I'll, I'll let you know. And I get to the other end and and get through with no problems. And he says, Oh, I can't believe you made it through. And I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, I, I told you I was coming. Like, I'm so confused. What do you mean? Um, and he was like, well, when you were on your way over, they closed down the borders. Um, so really they shouldn't have let you in, but they did. (laughs) And I was like, "What? I can't believe this. I can't believe that the borders were shut down and really, they shouldn't have let me through, but they did. And so I just, I knew that the Lord had done something incredible and just paved the way for me to make my way to this country. So it was, it was really crazy. That is, that is great. I think, I think one of the things that when people think about people going over or have experiences, we we get to hear some of those really obvious God opening up doors, opportunities, um, and yet even, even in that, like when you, you land, you still land and you still got to begin the process of integrating and, and I'd love for you to just talk to our listeners a little bit, maybe those that are considering, uh, going to the field or maybe supporters that, um, are, are just wondering what, what is that like? Walk us through, um, as, as God provides a way for you to get there. Um, walk us through the, the, the ups and downs of the last, I guess, almost 10 months. Yeah. Um, it is always interesting. Each day brings something new, but I think something that, um, 
that you don't think about until you're overseas is just how long the process and things take. So getting your visa, you get all of your paperwork together, you bring it to the police station, and then you just pray that they'll approve it and you give it all to them and they say, oh, I'm sorry, you need this form. And you don't have it, so you're going to need to go get it and come back. So we leave and I get my form and I come back. And again, it's not what they need. And so you just go back and forth and you play this game until finally they approve it. And I I think this is probably the case with other foreigners as well. That you just have to jump through more hoops um, than maybe the people who live there do. Um, and some days it's really frustrating and other days you just, you learn that is kind of what it's like. And I've learned just to celebrate when you do get things approved. So I go out for ice cream when my visa paperwork is approved and I get my bank account, which also took a, quite a lot of to do um, a couple of visits and um, with my team leader's help, of course. But all of those things, they just take longer. I had to learn how to drive a manual car here. So I got some driving lessons and um, thankfully my instructor spoke English, which was such a blessing. Because <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how to do this in Croatian. I don't think I can. So he, he spoke English, which was uh, a blessing. But just all of those things, they, they take time. And then and the moving here in the midst of the pandemic was just weird. Just trying to figure out, okay, what do they how do they handle this stuff here? How far away do I need to stand away from you? How, and how do you make friends when you know everyone's trying to stay away from one another? And so it just was kind of awkward at first trying to navigate that. And of course my my team was so great at, at helping me walk through those things and um their whole family was just very welcoming and um so kind to me but it, it definitely is kind of awkward in those beginning stages and you're just trying to figure it out sure i i remember i i remember like you said any any errand takes far longer than you think and, and we come from a culture that prizes efficiency. Mm -hmm. um, and so when we moved back to the States, we felt super efficient, but uh, being overseas, how uh, it's not just that it's inefficient, it's also in anxiety inducing. Like, yeah, it, it, it feels intimidating going into uh, government offices or banks or even the grocery store. So how did you kind of navigate through, you mentioned the ice cream, um, but did you have any other skills that you picked up along the way to navigate the, those initial difficulties? Um, I always find something to, something to celebrate it. If sometimes I will make pie and I'd go over to my team leaders and we, we would celebrate with pie. Actually, that was one of the big ones. And all of their family loves pie. So I would just like pick a new one and I, a new type of pie and I'd make it and then we'd all eat it together. And, um, but it's true. Going to the grocery, sh grocery store is really kind of stressful sometimes because I walk in and there's very, there's no English or maybe a couple things with like random words with English that don't actually make any sense. And you're like, I don't, know why you put that English on there that doesn't actually help me but that's okay you know it was it was kindly meant um and so you know you go through there and you're like oh I think this 
this is chicken broth, but maybe it's not. And, you know, is that yogurt or is that milk? I don't really know. And so, I mean, because everything is new and, and I don't, you know, I didn't know how to speak creation right away. I still don't know how to speak it that well. But it's just a lot. And, and everyone around you is speaking a different language and you're just trying to get your groceries and then get through the line and you're trying to figure out how to bag all of your groceries fast enough because they don't bag your stuff and you don't want to hold up the line and so I'm like shoving everything into there. Um, it's actually sometimes grocery shopping is stressful. Um, and so sure. the, whole, the whole process and it, it drains your brain. Like by the time you get home, I'm like, I did it. I went grocery shopping today and you just kind of feel triumphant that you did that and it sounds so little like something oh you got groceries well done but it is so big here it just it's harder to do things over here like everything is just a little bit harder so every time I drive to a new place I get very excited because it's a lot to figure out how to like get to a place when all of the signs are in Croatian and you know I I don't know what that means. I think that means detour, but maybe it doesn't mean detour. It's just like things like that. Like, I think that's exit, but what if that's not exit? But, (laughs) you know, sometimes you just use your common sense as well. Like that is obviously an exit, but still like there's just, there's so many things like that, that your brain, it just, it gets tired very quickly. Yes. And, and I remember I remember getting mail all the time and looking, it looks official and <laughs> we're getting fined for different things that we have no clue about. Uh, so that's, that's, that all wears on you after yeah. a while. Yeah. So add to that, uh, that the, the mental taxation of language learning and add to that uh, two languages really for you. You've got yeah. Croatian and then you got a layer on top of that sign language and then you got to layer on top of that a time and a place where people are wearing masks and man i can just imagine you've had a tremendous amount of challenges so why don't you speak to some of those for us a little bit yeah um the two languages is it's definitely been challenging i have found spoken creation to be very hard it, it, it's a hard language i i'm i'm getting there i'm able to form some sentences and I can understand a lot more than I can speak currently. But yeah, just figuring out with going to class, like, can I have class in person? Which I was, I have been able to, which has been a huge blessing. Um, And it's just one-on-one with my teacher and she sits a little further away. So we don't have to wear a mask and I can read her lips, which is so important when learning languages to be able to see their mouth and how they form a word and, um, but just even that process, figuring out how to do that. And um, and then my sign language classes have all been online, which has been a blessing because I needed to be able to see her face. Because <laughs> even though, you know, you would think sign language, you use your hands. So, you know, you, maybe you don't need to see their face. But a lot of times with, with a sign, part of the sign is actually using a certain facial expression to go with with the motion that you're doing and so it's so important to see your whole face and then my teacher will actually mouth the creation word for me sometimes to help me figure out what the sign is um 
And so it's just really important to be able to do this thing. So it definitely, um, yeah, it's just a challenge to figure out what everyone's comfort level is and how to navigate that here um, and to do that with kindness. And and I'm in a different culture that, that, I mean, yes, European culture is probably closer to American culture than the last place I lived, but still there are differences. Um, and so just figuring out how to navigate that with kindness and grace and um, yeah, it it's just, it's definitely been a tricky time um, to make friends, <laughs> but the Lord yeah. has been so, so kind in, in the people he's surrounded me with. And um, I mean, my neighbor invited me over for coffee at 10 PM because that's normal. And <laughs> <laughs> and, and you can't say no to that you just say yes and you go and you try to communicate and you leave thinking what just happened I don't know what happened but it's eleven thirty, and I can't think anymore and that was so kind but I, I feel like one thing about life here is that people just live at a different pace which I love like they'll invite you for coffee and you go and you spend two hours for coffee and that's normal. Like you just go and you take your time and you talk to the person and you sip on your coffee for a long time and then, and then you go and, and it's just a very normal part of the culture. And I have loved that part of the culture, but it definitely took a while to be able to go to a coffee shop. And so it just kind of would happen in stages here. So I would figure out how to live in the new stage and then, and then they would loosen a couple of the restrictions, and and then I'm like, okay, now now I have I can do this, and so I think that was helpful. Once once things started to loosen a little bit here, I was able to figure out some more freedoms that we have, like going to a coffee shop that wasn't possible for quite a while, but I have been very grateful that that is now a possibility. Yes. Yes. Well, in the midst of everything uh, with COVID and language learning and culture learning in two languages, speak to us a little bit about how are you doing spiritually? How, how does one maintain uh, their spiritual life? Maybe maybe that's been hard. Maybe you've found some things. But what, what suggestions do you have? Yeah, um, I feel like it's been, it's definitely been tricky. I feel like um, there's just been... There's been a lot between transitioning and there's been just a lot with my family. So figuring out how to navigate that and being physically um, physically here and emotionally here, but then also caring about my family and wanting to love them from afar is just very tricky. Um, and so I, it's definitely not perfect at all, but I definitely have found um, it was, there was something that, one of my coaches sent me before I moved here that has been so helpful. And it talks about, it breaks it up into categories. So there's your spiritual health, your emotional health, your physical health. And it basically, it's just a list of things that have been helpful and like questions to ask for each category. And so I've taken that and I have found things that have been really healthy for me. Um, so like, Yoga has been something that has been so good for me to, especially in the beginning when you couldn't go that many places and well, I can do yoga in my apartment that, that I can do, even though I, you know, can't go to many places. I could do that. Um, and then just 
I have just created space to to be with the Lord. Um, on the weekdays, I feel like, for me at least, I don't know if this is everyone, but I um, spend time with Him um, in smaller chunks, and then I spend a lot more time with Him in the weekends. And that has been a really good balance for me here. And I don't know what it is about the weekdays and maybe just because they are a little busier, but there's something about just 20 minutes of really intentional time with him on those days. Um, that has been more effective than trying to spend more time with him on those days. I, then I feel like I get distracted <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know if that makes sense, but that has been something that has been really life giving for me um, and taking walks. And usually on those walks, I, We'll put together like a playlist or a podcast, or I would try to use those times really intentionally. And that has been really helpful for me. Um, and I've also, I, there's a group of girls here who, not just here, um, throughout Europe, um, we have been meeting. And that has been so encouraging just to be able to talk with other women who, it's maybe not their first term. Not everyone is it's their first term, but um, their first time in Europe <laughs> for this term. Um, and just being able to share those things with them and like, oh, I drove three hours today to this place and it was really hard, but I did it. And so just being able to share with others what is going on and the things that are hard um, and just to be able to pray for one another and know that like, okay, this language class is hard for you and it's probably it was hard for all of us but it's hard for you and so I'm going to pray for you with that and and then rejoice with you when you know whatever it was you were able to do in that language um over, over those those victories like you get approved for your visa I'm going to rejoice with you and um celebrate that you get to now go eat cake or eat ice cream because you finished that and so just I don't, just having that community has been really sweet. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, well, one last question for you, maybe two parts to it. Um, as you come up on your year of being in country and still learning language, still learning culture, all those, of course, yeah. that takes, takes more than a year. Um, but what, what do you hope for in the next year? What are you hoping the Lord is going to do in and through mm -hmm. you in the next year? And, Maybe how, how can we be praying with you in that? Yeah. I think uh, one of the things that I'm just really praying that he would continue to deepen the friendships that I have made. Um, I feel like the Lord has just really blessed me with the people that I do have. Um, but I just pray that I'd be able to get to just a deeper place in my relationship with them. And, and part of that, I think, is knowing the language better, too, because there's just something about speaking to other people in their language. It just, it makes a difference. Um, and then also in, in the deaf community, I, um, I have my deaf teacher and, and I love her and I want to know her so much deeper and I want to meet more deaf people here. And I think that she is going to be able to help me with that, but it's something I really long for. Um, and so I just praying that he would he would provide that, that we would be able to get to know each other a little bit more, which we have a coffee date set up. So um, we're, we're on our way to that. So that's exciting. But yeah, just that he would um, be with me in the midst of making new relationships and um, 
yeah, deepening the ones I have. Great. So some language, some relationship depth, some, yeah. uh, some continued with the, the path that you're called to as far as reaching the deaf community with the gospel. We want to be praying yeah. for all those things. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Lydia. We appreciate your heart and your perseverance and sharing uh, some of the journey you've had over the last year. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to check out our website, pioneersinyourup.com, where you can explore how the Lord might use you for His glory among